welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Museum's vidcast. But for the purposes of the show we are recording today and subsequent reviews, unless Green Lantern is heavily featured every episode, as I'm sure some people want, but unrealistic, uh, this will be called the Stargirl Summer School Spectacular. And that is because we are going to be reviewing episodes two and three of season two of Stargirl. And with me to help me do that, because I don't want to talk to myself, uh, and you people don't want to hear me talk to myself, <laughs> is my co-host, the Green Lantern connoisseur, the Emerald Enthusiast himself. Donnie? Hey, what's up, Stargirl fans? It's the man whose ring runs on fanboy energy, the podcasting machine, the big nerd in green. It's the Emerald Enthusiast, here to take you back to summer school. Now, Donnie, do you have one of those, you know, those aprons, the, a Green Lantern apron? That is something I do not have in my collection. I would love one, though. Well, I mean, why is that not on your Christmas list? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get it for you, but somebody will. <laughs> Steven, Alfred, where are you? Get, get this man a, a, a Green Lantern apron. You know, I'd like, love to have a Green I feel, Lantern. I feel like, like Black Panther in, in Endgame, or what is it? Uh, uh, Infinity War, yeah. Infinity get War. This get this man an apron, a Green Lantern apron. Uh, but yeah, that should be on your, your 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 Christmas wish list, I think. So, anybody who knows Donnie, who live close to him, mm-hmm. and are friends of his, you know, close friends, you might want to consider that for Christmas. I don't know. Right. Just, just, just and so if I, you don't know who I am, yeah, this should tell also, you behind me here. Yeah, I mean, you could also pony up and buy him another statue because he doesn't have enough in there. So yeah, clearly. <laughs> you know, uh, but the apron, start with the apron and then work your way. You're working way up to a statue, you know, like apron for Christmas, statue for anniversary, you know, something else for for birth, you know, just tear, tears. I, I like how you're thinking. Yes, more yeah. collectibles for me. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yes, um, we are back. We've had another two episodes of this fantastic show um, that is brought to us every week. So, Donnie, why don't you give us? Uh, I mean, episode two is going to be extra special for us because you know, of what we do on our other podcast, the Emerald Echo podcast. Uh, where, Donnie, where can they hear us uh, news about Green Lantern ad nauseum? Uh, you can find the Emerald Echo podcast on iTunes and Podbean. You can also find the Emerald Echo vidcast right here on YouTube. Please make sure to subscribe. Now, I, first of all, that was a great, that was a great shameless plug. <laughs> but either you got something in your eye or you're doing the people's eyebrow. I don't know which one is it, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so episode two is a big one for us. So, what happened in this episode, Donnie? I'll get to what's emotionally like a connection for me, but we start off by seeing Cindy again, who at this point, I'm not exactly sure what they're calling Cindy, or is she. I mean, I thought, you know, she's the new Dragon King or Dragon Queen or is Step she off. Shiv? Is she Shiv or just Cindy? Anyway, so um, we see a flashback with her coming to meet her mother and she is in possession of the Black Diamond, which, of course, Eclipso is in the Black Diamond. Yeah. So Cindy has been kind of solidified at this point as obviously she is a villain. She's trying to reform the ISA. So, however, there's also a flashback, 
and we see Jenny Lynn Hayden. Uh, okay, wait a minute, Donnie. No, I got it before because I know you're going to get into the, you're going to get excited about this next part. Yes. But but and rightfully so. But I I should mention that that Cindy's stepmother. Mm-hmm. Or stepmother. <laughs> on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Continue, sir. Uh, so we see some of Jenny Lynn Hayden's backstory here. It has been modified from the comics. It's not this way in the comics, but that she lived at, you know, a group home for youth. And we see her becoming an adult and leaving the the home. It was actually named the Ordway home. Uh, it was like the Ordway home. I forget exactly what the whole name was, but Jerry Ordway, one of her creators. Let me see if I can give you a good shot of this here. Yeah, yeah. This is her first appearance right here. All-Star Squadron number 25. Jerry Ordway's name is on this. Um, But we see her leaving that home, and she's given something by Miss Ordway. And she looks in this little, like, lossages tin. And a couple things we see there. Number one is a toy car that belongs to her brother Todd Rice, a.k.a. Obsidian. And as well as a ring. And for a Green Lantern fan, this scene made my heart just beat so hard. Because we see the ring, not only do her eyes turn green and we see kind of the energy coursing through her, but the ring kind of leaps out and onto her hand. And we see that it kind of tracks the ring to the lantern. We'll see that later on. But this was just so exciting to see a Green Lantern character and all those visuals presented to us again. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite special to see um, when, and they got me right away when they were talking about the Ordway house. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's, that's a really good pull. Yeah. It's deep, deep cut as the kids would say nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and um, yeah, I love that. And the whole thing with the when she finds the picture, I think it was the mm-hmm. picture with her, the brother, with her and her brother. Yeah, that's Todd. And, and the, yeah, Todd, Obsidian, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the toy car, which obviously comes back later in play for reasons. Yes. Uh, I, I like that they set up her brother because it gives her a quest for the for whenever she appears in the season. Yes. But also, could that be a setup to eventually bring on Obsidian? I'm hoping so. I definitely want to see Obsidian. I mean, Jenny and Obsidian, they, they're often published together. They have a great dynamic as not only, you know, brother and sister, but the children of Alan Scott. So, Because I doubt we're going to see Obsidian and, and Jade show up in the Green Lantern show on HBO Max. So, I would probably not. Yeah, I mean, if we do, they're small kids, right? Because Alan is. Yeah, I mean, you know, at least the first part, what we're being told about Alan there is that it takes place in the 1940s. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So I could definitely see a place for him here. So I hope, I hope those kind of mentions are are laying the seeds for that, or planting the seeds. You don't lay, you plant seeds. You don't lay them. Come on. <laughs> I know what you're Home and Gerd and 101, for God's sake. Anyway, continue. I hope people aren't watching us for gardening tips. Oh, they are. They're screwed. 
All their plants are dead. Uh, so one I'm of the, the things... I'm the Black Lantern, the, 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 the Black Lantern of, of gardeners. <laughs> the only so, gardening you come here for is for Guy Gardner. But... Uh, well, yeah, we can talk plenty about Guy Gardner. So, you like that, so, isn't that? Yes. That, I'm, kind of like a I'm impressed. On, I'm impressed. That's kind of like a dad joke. Can to give me props? <laughs> I mean, do I have to go impregnate somebody to get that kind of crowd? I'm not opposed to that. I'm just going to find somebody on the list. Right, right, there you go. I digress anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want the responsibility. Who the hell am I thinking? <laughs> oh, forget about that. Continue. Okay. Uh, I raise myself. <laughs> so another thing we see is that, you know, back in the present, we see that, you know, uh, Jenny and, and, um, and Stargirl had this big fight in their kitchen. And, of course, you know, um, uh, uh, Courtney's parents come down and they're like, what's going on here? And we see that Jenny knows who Stripesy is. And yeah. she knows about the history of the JSA. He's a legend to her. Yeah, he's a legend to her. They all are. Now, Courtney, she mistrusts Jade right away. Yeah. But it's not long before we see Jade wants... Uh, she never refers to herself as Jade, um, you know, but she, Jenny wants Stripesy to help her use the ring, to learn how to use the ring. Yes. And we got to see for the first time outside of, you know, again, we, we there was a brief, um, you know, uh, like a one minute scene in the, the Justice League movie with Yalin Gurr, which ironically ties to Alan Scott, Yalin Gurr. Ties Alan Scott, but we saw Jenny form constructs with her ring. Including well, we also one, saw, Donnie, we also get, hey, we got to give credit where credit is due. Otherwise, we're going to get attacked by a certain segment of fandom. We also saw a dead Kilowog in the. In the in uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But my point being, you know, people, I've had some people say, hey, you're forgetting about Yalin Gurr in the Justice League. I'm like, no, I'm not, because I'm like, he was there for under a minute. It, it was, exactly. you know, yeah. yeah. He had, about nine, he had about nine minutes less screen time than Superman did. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but just to backtrack for a second, something very important that you missed. So Jenny spends the night at uh, with with with, with uh, Corny and the family. Yeah, the, with the Whitmore family, right? Yeah, right. And the next morning, she's treating the family. Pancakes. So homemade pancakes. Now, Donnie, I got upset when I watched this. I'll tell you why. Because what the hell do we have to do on this podcast network to get pancakes from the outfit of the show? <laughs> I actually, you know what? Later on in episode three, I'm going to talk. I'm gonna, I actually thought about Steven during the episode. But... And also, did, didn't it upset you when you know they're talking about how good those pancakes are? I was getting ready to thank Steven. Listen, you better make a stack of pancakes or you're fired. You know, I was getting upset. Everybody else is having good pancakes and not me. I don't understand what the problem is here. What's the point of having an Alfred if we can't get pancakes? So that was strike one, Stephen. You're on thin ice. You better watch yourself. Pancakes. I don't have a watch on today, but pancakes. You're going to do a Vince McMahon. You're fired. Yeah, that's right. So... I will say this, this week there was a lot of like, it was a little bit of a slower episode until the end, by the way. Um, but there was a lot of character development. Like one of the things we're seeing is like uh, Yolanda being afraid of maybe having to use lethal force again. 
And uh, we also see the Shade turn up, who's oh, a, yeah. a great, yeah, a great villain, by the way. And yeah, so there was a lot of things I thought on this episode, just and outside of Jenny, which again, that was my reason for being so excited. I like the show, but as a Green Lantern fan, seeing Jade was a whole new level of excitement. Yeah, you were so uh, excited. You posted a video uh, yeah. Yeah. streaming <laughs> in Euphoria. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> oh, I, oh, man. I, whew. That was a night. And seeing Jade, I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest, when, when she came out of, you know, the home or whatever, and when I saw the ring go on to her finger, I... I teared up just a little bit, you know, to see a character that I that I have read for decades coming to life that I wasn't sure if she would ever be on a show, be in live action. For me, it was really emotional. So, yeah, uh, it was. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I what I love what I love you what you mentioned about you know the character uh, of. Um, the character development, and you see, uh, you know, uh, Yolanda struggling with, with, with what happened mm-hmm. the past season. And, uh, and um, um, you know, wrestling with that, you know, how do you move, um, how does she move forward? Can she continue to do this? Uh, you know, uh, and uh, I thought that was very important. <clears throat> and I also thought the character development <clears throat> in Courtney's reaction to to Jenny, because mm-hmm. she's so mistrusting. But then yeah. she's a little paranoid of of yeah. pretty much everything these days. You know. But what she said was important. What what Pat said was like, you know, you're your superpower is being open, welcoming, and trusting of people. Give this girl a chance. Yeah, Pat's but a great I, father figure on the show, by the way. Yeah, I love the character and and uh, Luke. Luke, yeah, it's Luke, right? Luke Wilson, yes. Luke Owens on the Marvel show. Um, Luke, um, uh, he does a great job. Of, of playing that role, so I I love that. But what I love about it, the reason why Courtney is the way she is acting, the way she is to Jenny, is because there's a little bit of jealousy there. In that, for most of season one, Courtney thought she was the legacy character. Mm-hmm. She thought she was the daughter of Starman, which. She still could very well be. And we've seen, you know, we've seen Starman show up now. He he seems to be figuring in prominently this season. Right. So, but like her resentment made sense. Like the explanation made sense. Yes. Uh, and we saw what you talked about there towards the end. You know, the lantern is getting ready to explode, and Jenny tells everybody she's like, "You all ought to get away for your safety." And Courtney's like, no, I'm I'm here with you. I'm not.
if you where? tell me you saw Kyle Rayner in the, in the green, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna slap you from here. <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> um, it looks like the energy kind of formed around Jenny in such a way that it looks like one of her symbols that she wore in her costume. Not the Kyle Rayner symbol, but one of the earlier ones, like <laughs> like what they were using. And if you go frame by frame, you can actually see it. So yeah, okay, uh, I, I buy that. <laughs> no, see that I buy. That's acceptable. Are you oh, surprised? Oh, oh, oh. Are, you, <laughs> are you surprised that I sat there and went frame by oh, frame? Not, no, no, not one bit. <laughs> but I'm not going to begrudge you. I did that with every scene. Uh, every time I see Margot Robbie, I did a freeze frame. <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, is there a so, reference to her being my multiverse wife in any of these frames? No, okay. <laughs> Next. But yeah, so we did again. We see Jenny actually transform into Jade. Jenny, she now has all this energy within her. We don't get anything further after that. So the inference is that she went off looking for Todd. They maybe even said something about that, but I don't remember. We also see in this episode that um, Cindy. Accident will accidentally murders her stepmother mm. under the influence of Eclipso. By the way, Eclipso, an incredibly powerful character in the DC universe, at least in kind of the modern retelling. She didn't start out that way, but obviously, even though you know the the beginning dynamic is that Jenny is is that excuse me, Cindy's in control. Obviously, we see that she's not in complete control of Eclipso. Yeah, for sure. She's definitely not in control. As much as she wants to be in control, she's not. Right, right. Yeah. So shall we go on to episode three? Well, I did. I want to mention, because you mentioned the big, the big explosion uh, yeah. of green, where it seems like Jenny has become the lantern in, in, yes. in, a, literal, in a literal sense. Mm-hmm. Um. But um, the uh, when she when when Pat is giving her the you know the, the, the guidance, the explainer of how the ring works, mm-hmm. and at first she can't really create anything, but then she puts her mind to something, you know, is thinking about it, and she creates the, the, the construct of the toy car. Of her brothers, right? I thought that was very nice. Which even it even said Todd on the bottom. I thought but, that was yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like that, and, and it looked good. Like the the Green Lantern construct effects yes, looked really yes. good. And I, again, I'll I'll say it, and I'm going to reiterate this a lot as time goes on. To have someone as skilled as Issa Penarejo playing this character, I yeah. feel like Green Lantern fans are very lucky. She so. was fantastic. She she really portrayed that. That kind of the the kind of um, you know um, new like what's the word I'm looking for the her inexperience with the ring mm-hmm. like you know the fact that she was new to all this right being a knew, novice at, yeah at wielding yeah, the yeah, ring thank you there's the word right. So much for that degree, I got it's useless. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but... Uh, <clears throat> the, so yeah. Steven didn't give you the pancakes, but do, do I get a bonus for that this week? Well, I mean, if you make pancakes, you get a bonus. Okay. <laughs> that 
best way. Next Saturday, if I forget, if I get pancakes before we start. Okay. You, really, you really want me to mail you pancakes from America? <laughs> oh no, you'd have to get out one of those Star Trek teleporters. That would so be that, nice. you know, yeah. Can you imagine? That would be great. It would, it would be. I could, I could just, I could just send the pink slip for Stephen over the, over There's, the. There you go. Yes. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't even have to own a car. You could just teleport yeah. to work and back. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah beautiful. No, I work here, Stephen. You're not fired. But get out. <laughs> um, maybe we should have the Yusuf and on and see if she'll she'll bring us some pancakes. I, I I'm doing my very best to try to make contact with her. I know that there's a lot of people wanting her time these days, but. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but she was great, and uh, I can't wait to see more of what she does with the character. Yeah. And I like that she told a story in an interview where, when she found out who the character was, she did research on the character with her dad. That, to me, was the cutest thing. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She seems to really, she seems to respect the fan base of not only not only Stargirl fans of the show, but of Green Lantern fans. She's taking yeah. it seriously. And I, I definitely respect that. Agreed. So episode three kicks off with a flashback to Christmas time. I believe it was 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, the good old days. Christmas was 2010. <laughs> back when the world wasn't, you know, a miasma. A, a, a dumpster uh, fire. Yeah. yeah, soiled miasma of infection. Um, so... This is actually right before the original JSA was killed by the ISA. And we see that Wildcat comes in, the original Wildcat, and employs Johnny Thunder to be part of the battle. And Stripesy, a.k.a. Pat, is kind of left behind. And because they said, you know, this is only for JSA members, not sidekicks. So we see the original Johnny Thunder, and we see, you know, the pink pin. And... Um, so that's some interesting development there for for Pat to see. You know, he's kind of carrying around, you know, being sidelined while his, you know, friends in the in the JSA were going down, and why he's kind of um, very protective of the kids, not only as a parent, but wondering if history's going to repeat itself. Yeah. You know. So. Back in the present day, we see that Mike is actually being harassed by some bullies. Uh, he has the pink pen, and he releases Thunderbolt. Who, by the way, I thought was absolutely outstanding looking. And by the way, I know a lot of people... Yes, I want to see Jade every episode, too. People are complaining, why wasn't Jade on this episode? I don't think they have the budget to do a character like Thunderbolt and Jade every episode because those are CGI heavy characters of and course, their powers yeah. are in use. So I look at it as yeah, Jenny looked, you know, when using her powers, that character looked great. Thunderbolt looks great here. So let's take what what we can get here. Okay. So a couple of things on what you what you just all, all the stuff you okay. talked about there. The flashbacks, mm -hmm. I love them and I love seeing Wild the original Wildcat. He looks yeah. so good in costume. Oh yeah, I'm like, damn! I want an, I, I want, an, I want an old school JSA show too. Can we have a, can we have a prequel? <laughs> I'm down. Hey, let's. Uh, I'd be happy with just a few flashback episodes here and there that are kind of centered around the old JSA. Or a prequel, you know. Oh sure. Or listen, when when Black Adam comes out and introduces a different version of the JSA, 
maybe we can have a JSA HBO spinoff of the Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, he he looked really good. Wildcat did. Yeah. I like so I like that. Um, and in terms of. Um, what was it again? I forgot the name now. Damn it. Thunderbolt? Or I, thought, yeah, I, was, I kept thinking of green. Thunderbolt. I thought he looked really good. I did. And it, and it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I love. Oh, first of all, like I said, I love the, 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 the back and forth between Thunderbolt and and Mike, who huh, I also like when he's like, yeah, I want to call myself Mikey Thunder, and Stargirl was like, no, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, or, or when he goes, I can really use some water right now. And then it says <laughs> pouring rain. You've got to be specific. Yeah. So. so anyway, but Thunderbolt, you know what it reminded me of a little bit? And maybe I don't know. The genie from Aladdin. Yeah. But pink. But pink, yes. Yeah. yeah, very pink. But I really like the CGI on the character, as I've said before. And yeah. I like the, the humor that he brought here. Um, yeah. Very different kind of character. I also like, excuse me, I also like that the story point here was he has to be chosen by someone who's like him. And we see that Mike kind of feels alone in all this JSA stuff with Pat and Courtney. That's his character arc now. He feels kind of left out. Right. So in the meantime, we also see that the group is on the tail of Shade. And they find him at Zarek's house. And he initially doesn't confront them. He just says, sit down, and I want to talk to you. It's an interesting dynamic. And he says in here, he was like, our interests align, meaning the ISA for a while, but he's not on their side. Right. He's got different goals. And um, and I like to see where he says, we can go through this the hard way, but that would be all bother and perspiration. And part of me wished that we had Steven on this show just for like 10 seconds so he could say all bother and perspiration the way oh, that he yeah. did. Because I, <laughs> I can't. We'll, I can't we'll get him to do that next time he's on. <laughs> because I can't reproduce it the way he's all bother and perspiration. <laughs> it was awesome. I thought, anyway. you, thought of, uh, you thought of Steven when he was talking about the tea and how steep it was. Or... Well, that's good too. Because so... I, I said to myself, I swear to God, if Shade mentions pancakes, Steven's really is in trouble. <laughs> so we see that, unfortunately, Mike shows up and kind of spoils the takedown of the Shade. The Shade, incredibly powerful. Oh, he yeah. Gets a, yeah. He gets away. Again, a lot of nice visuals there. So with a character like Shade and a character like Thunderbolt, this is why Jenny didn't appear this week. Because, again, Absolutely. they can't have but so many characters that are that CGI heavy on a show like this. Of course. So, yeah. So, uh, I, and we also see another interesting character moment. Beth, a.k.a. Dr. Midnight, is dealing with the possible divorce of her parents. We see her confiding in Iron, uh, Iron Man. Our Man. <laughs> I was going to say, Iron Man was it? No, what do you want? Was this Spider-Man? Uh, well, Spider-Man <laughs> it's, it's not a crossover. Don't let me mislead you. But, uh, yeah, so... And, and it, we it's also saw. I can't find the cosmic staff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was just another episode that showed 
the development of the team. And this also might hint at, you know, we were talking about Cindy looking at Mike as maybe a recruit for the ISA. Maybe that's what she plays on is his feelings of, you know, inferiority and his his uh, feelings of isolation. Does she pull something like that? Yeah, yeah. So Good question. I, I really liked how powerful they made the shade. Like, oh, he yeah. took apart the, the new JSA like it was taking candy from a baby. Yes, she. It, it, he was far too powerful for them. It really only until the cosmic staff kind of activated, he was kind of you know he was taking the the measure of all of them easily. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, so. absolutely. Again, uh, I, I think this show. I, some people online have said that they think the show has dropped off from last season. I think it's gotten better. That's insanity. Uh, whatever. Yeah, and I loved uh, like I said, I like the way Mike was feeling, and they explored that about. How he feels, you kind of useless without mm. the pen. Yeah, you know, because, and it would and it makes sense that he'd have those feelings when his stepsister is a superhero, his father has that badass armor, you know, robot. Yeah. And before on. before we end here, I should mention that in the we see a really important development there too. You know, Mike kind of wishes the pen away, and it goes to Jaquin. Yes. Who is you know the is going to be the new like wielder of the pen, the new Johnny Thunder. Now, so, do you think? Do you think, or, Donnie? As before, we rate both episodes and, get, and call it a, a day. Do you think um, do you think this experience will lead Mike down the path to the ISA? Because we know he's on the list. Right. Well, that that's what I was saying. I mean, is yeah. this is this how that starts? His feelings of yeah. inadequacy. Because yeah. it and, seemed yeah. that, it seemed like they were a little bit resolved, but right now that he's wished the pen away, maybe that starts to creep back up. And yeah, yeah. So we'll see. It's very interesting. Yeah. But, so yeah. yeah, and you know, and another thing I want to point out here too in the comics. Now it wasn't this uh, initially. Spectre was kind of a B level villain named Bruce Gordon. Okay. He's eventually retconned as an angel who turned evil, and he was kind of the specter before the specter replaced him. Okay. He is incredibly powerful. He is like an immortal being of, you know, godlike powers. Okay. So if, if he's even a fraction of that here, the, the JSA, I mean, they are massively outmatched. So it's going to take all of them to deal with this villain, villain eventually. So. Yeah, true. Anyway. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely interesting. And when Jade Green Lantern pops up again, uh, we'll be eager to see it for sure. Yeah. But all right, let's rate these two episodes. So episode two, how do you want to rate it? Letter grade or? Let's do letter grade. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna give the second episode an A plus and the third episode an A. Exact same scores for me as well. A plus for episode two and an A for episode three. Um, but that brings this episode to a close. If you want to talk more DC and more Stargirl and more Green Lantern, you can online. Where do they do that, Donnie? Where do they find you? You and can all find your wonderful me. toys. Uh -huh. You can find me on Twitter as the Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk comics. Let's talk collectibles. Let's talk Green Lantern. And plug your YouTube channel too. Why then? 
You can find me there as well, the Emerald Enthusiast. I do many reviews of things like this, comic books, statues, figures, what have you, anything that's Green Lantern related. As I say in my Twitter bio, I'm a collector of all things Green Lantern. Awesome. If you want to find me on social media, it's at Adam underscore fan on Twitter. It's uh, the Twitter account for the network is at MMNPDC. Uh, we also have a Facebook group for the network. Uh, the link is in the description below. Click it, we'll add you, and we can continue the conversation there. But until next time, remember that Stargirl, Green Lantern, and Thunderbolt are forever. From the first wish of the pen to the last. <laughs> so long, everybody. So long, everyone. <laughs>